0: Hello, friends. This is Gary Novosel. I'm the founder of Raw Dog Hawaii. We help dogs live allergy-free lives through our raw food. And welcome to the Raw Dog Hawaii podcast. Today, in this episode, which I think is episode nine, I want to talk about pancreatitis. Now, I I'll be really transparent with you. I've recorded this episode three times, and I've deleted it because I'm like, holy crap, dude. been talking for 40 minutes on pancreatitis. Can you get to the point? So my intent with, with this with version 4.0 of this episode, uh, version 1 through three you'll never hear. Uh, but for version 4 in, in full transparency, I'm going to try to get to the point and do this in, in less than 15 minutes, hopefully under 10. Pancreatitis is a condition that I'm seeing uh, much more lately and it is incredibly common in dogs that are fed a highly processed diet. If you're in doubt if your dog's diet is highly processed, if it comes in a bag, it can sit on the floor uh, for a year and you open the bag and it still looks and smells the way it did a year ago, that's highly processed. So open a can of uh, Pringles. No, I'm not a shareholder. no, I'm not bashing Pringles, uh, but you know open them now, open them in six months. they're gonna look the same. They're highly processed guys. Uh, potatoes don't aren't shaped that way. Uh, so this is what got me off track on the first three, not Pringles specifically, but the fact that I you know, harp on processed food. Okay, so pancreatitis, is the condition where the pancreas is is running at a very high volume or a very high capacity for long periods of time. In other words, the pancreas is producing its digestive enzymes and insulin in a relatively uncontrolled manner and not in direct correlation to the food that is in the gut there is a food category in carnivores that cause a dog's pancreas to go kind of flaky batshit and that food group or that, the, those food items are carbohydrates mainly starches so when when I see things like corn, wheat, rice, soy, potato, barley, oatmeal, quinoa, brown white rice, white rice, tapioca, peas, pea flour, basically anything with the word flour in it, um, sugars, uh, glucose, added fructose, uh, there's, there's just so many. Um, I know that if I feed that to my dog, he is immediately, upon that food hitting the, the, the very acidic environment of his stomach, is going to trigger his pancreas to start producing digestive enzymes and more than likely start producing high levels of insulin. That's, that's going to take a little bit longer. Um, not months or weeks i'm I'm talking you know minutes or or maybe an hour but insulin production will come a little later than the digestive enzyme portion so dog puts kibble in its mouth dog cannot move lower jaw from side to side therefore the dog cannot grind Uh, dogs lack amylase in their saliva therefore they can't do any of that pre-breakdown like we can do and and take a donut and magically, you know, chew it and mix our saliva with it, which contains amylase, and start breaking those carbohydrates down into sugars. Dogs can't do that, right? Dogs tear and swallow. They're just like a shark. They they bite into something, they tear, they swallow, they twist their head. It may look like they're chewing, but all they're really trying to do is break something down into smaller pieces uh, it's like if I took a steak and a hammer and I just pounded it with that hammer at some point I could cut that steak into two pieces meaning the middle of the steak would be so flat for me pounding it with a hammer it would just the fibers would break apart the the pancreas though you know it's looking at the digestive environment in the stomach and, and it's saying what you got what you need Oh well you got some you got some beef? Well you're gonna need some protease and some lipase because you have proteins and fats that need to be broken down into amino acids and fatty acids respectively. Oh and and there there's this other thing. Well that other thing are The items I mentioned, the corn, wheat, rice, soy, potato, barley, oatmeal, quinoa, rice, peas, right? The carbohydrates, that when they hit the stomach acid, it is identical to the process of brewing beer. When I take something like oats, or I take rice, if I'm making a cheap beer, or wheat or oatmeal or some grain, a carbohydrate and I mix it with an acid it ferments and it becomes something called a malt now a malt is chemically and structurally different than a sugar so the pancreas is is kind of monitoring the stomach chemistry, it's like, hey, what do you need? What do you got? What do you need? What do you got? And it's like, it can recognize protein. It can recognize fat. It can recognize sugar and produce insulin if it needs to. And I'm going to come back to that because that is not the case in dogs and cats that are fed a raw diet. But it's also, the pancreas is going to be producing amylase because it has no idea what a malt is. All it knows is that there's something down there that needs digestion and its job is to produce all these digestive enzymes. So, hey, I'm going to produce some. You're telling me it's not breaking down enough. I'm going to produce some more. Not breaking down enough. I'm going to produce some more. And before you know it, your pancreas is running at 100%. And over lengthy periods of time, over days, weeks, months, years, of running at a much higher than normal capacity, things become inflamed. So if I am straining my back, working out in the yard all day, digging a hole at the end of the day, my muscles are gonna be sore and inflamed. What do I do? Well, I put ice on it, right? I wanna reduce the inflammation. How do I do that with a pancreas? Well, the first thing I do is I stop overworking it. Right? I start looking at what's causing it to be overworked, and I don't do that thing anymore. It's like the old joke, you know? Doctor, my my elbow hurts when I when I swing my tennis racket. What what should I do? The doctor says, stop playing tennis. And then the pain goes away. I know. I, didn't think it was funny when I heard it the first time either, but that's what you want to do with the pancreas, right? You want to stop running at 100%. And the way that you do that is you stop giving your dog foods that their body is not capable of distinguishing and digesting. How can I prove this to you? If if you're feeding your dog a dry or canned dog food and your dog goes out into the yard and poops I want you to bend down and smell it and if it stinks which it's gonna if you're feeding a dry or a canned food you have allowed your dog to consume a carbohydrate that carbohydrate hit that stomach acid became a malt fermented and then your dog pooped it out and it stinks just like if you've ever tried to brew beer at home it doesn't smell that good until you put it in the bottles with some sugar and and you start actually fermenting it for real creating some alcohol and using up the sugars in order to make beer the beer is still going to have a smell to it from that fermented malt And that's one of the ways that master brewers add different flavor to a beer is, well, I use a different malt, or I use a different hops, or I use a different, some other flavoring. With a pancreas in a dog, you can't just switch starches and expect pancreatitis to go away. You need to eliminate the starches in a dog's diet. If you if you look at what a dog would eat, if it were in the wild, if it had to fend for itself, if you were to compare it to uh, a wolf's or a wild canid's diet, they're not out digging up sweet potatoes and eating them raw. They're not going out to rice paddies and just trampling all the grass to get to the rice grains. That's not what they do. They might eat some berries, but you're talking about a different type of carbohydrate. You're talking about fruits that that have fructose and glucose in it. You're not talking about something that is, you know, predominantly grown as a high starch food like potatoes or the number one f- the number one ingredient in dry dog foods, corn. You're not going to find that in an animal's, in a prey animal's, prey animal's stomach. Normally. All right? You might find it in deer. Uh, you might find it in small rodents and stuff like that if they're hanging out around barns or, you know, corn silos or things like that. But for the most part, probably not. So here's the easiest way to fix the problem stop feeding starches stop feeding carbohydrates read the ingredients list if it's got something that you need to look up in a dictionary to figure out what it is then stop feeding it because that's not what's in a good, healthy, complete and balanced raw diet. If you, as I did, as many people have done, switch their dog to a raw ancestral full prey or a modified full prey or a barf or some other raw food diet that has been nutritionally tested that is 100% complete and balanced, that has bioavailability and digestibility information where the manufacturer of that pet food is transparent about their sourcing and where they get their animals and where they get their vegetables, if they include vegetables, what vegetables they include, then you're going to find that simply by stopping... the the mechanism of feeding carbohydrates and eliminating that from your dog and cat's diet, that their pancreas should go back to excreting normal levels of protease and lipase for breaking down and digesting fats and proteins. Some lipase is going to be produced because there there may be contents of the prey animal's stomach that that might not have been fully digested or there might be some fruits in there that that require a little bit of amylase to completely process it. And as far as insulin goes, unless your dog is consuming large amounts of sugar or simple carbohydrates, your dog's pancreas should probably never produce insulin or in very, very tiny amounts. So, the question then becomes, well, why does my dog's pancreas produce insulin if it's never gonna need it? And that is an excellent question because here's the other side of dogs and cats that most people don't know. This also includes veterinarians. Dogs produce eight hormones that convert fats directly into blood glucose. Wait, what? So if I eat something that's really fatty, I'm just gonna pack on the pounds. If my dog eats something that's really fatty, my dog is gonna have bursts of energy, start acting like a puppy again. The protein that's normally available in the the meats that it eats is gonna start to build up lean muscle mass. My dog is actually gonna get skinnier because I'm not totally freaking out its digestive system and its pancreas with all this other garbage. wouldn't it be cool if that could happen to humans? Well, it would be cool, but unfortunately, uh, only most carnivores are lucky enough to get away with that. So what's going to happen when you go to the vet, though? Well, when you're at the vet and your your veterinarian says your dog's uh, serum or blood serum, lipase or amylase or something is is off or is high it looks like your dog has pancreatitis so we're gonna put your dog on this uh, prescription food that's designed for dogs who have pancreatitis usually I I don't like to name names of pet food companies um, one for obvious liability reasons um, but normally what I do see is is vets prescri- prescribing uh, a non-drug, which is a prescription pet food, uh, but they will s- they will sell uh, and recommend s- Hill Science Diet ID or LD uh, Limited Diet, and what that is supposed to do is help your dog's pancreatitis be more controlled by limiting the ingredients that you're giving your, your dog in its food. The reality of that is it's it's crap. Um, it's not going to work. Your dog is still going to be going through the exact same anatomical functions that we just discussed. And the only way that you can really turn pancreatitis off or or lower the utilization rate of your pancreas in your dog or your cat is through the elimination of carbohydrates specifically anything that's that's a starch anything that has the potential to ferment 18 minutes and I think I got 80% of the information in there that, that I probably need. If you have any questions after you've listened to this um, or you'd like to send me your dog or cat's blood work to have a look and, and you know, not give you a second opinion but tell you what I would do if it were my dog uh, and that were my dog's blood work, tell you what I'm looking at and why, shoot off an email to info at rawduckhawaii.com Send me your dog's blood work, and I will be more than happy to take a look at it and just send you back my thoughts. Uh, but if you have any other questions, if you have topics of interest that you'd like to discover or discovered or talked about in some of our podcast series coming forward, uh, please include those topics as well, and I'll be happy to consider them uh, as we continue to do podcasts. All right, guys, thanks again. Uh, have a great day. Stay safe and aloha from the beautiful state of Hawaii.